Good afternoon. I am Pastor Antonio Eubanks of Heath Ministries, where we believe in using the Word of God to heal, empower, and teach so that you may be properly equipped to help establish the kingdom of God and its principles in your families, communities, and world. If you're in the metro Atlanta area, we invite you to attend our Sunday service for a life-impacting experience. Please visit our website at heatministries.org for more information. We would love to hear from you. But for now, we pray that you enjoy this message. God bless. So we talked about, uh, over the first week was what? Insecurities. And it said that God says what I am. And, and, and quick, quick, quick quiz. Who, who do we use as a, as an example in this? The person. Cause he, if you notice, each week has been a specific person. Moses, thank you. Cause we had to stutter in Moses who's insecure. God, why are you sending me in? And I don't have enough. And I'm, you know, I'm dysfunctional and, and, and so on and so forth. But God says, I am that I am. Yes. I'm sufficient. Then we talked about what? Fears. Who do we use when we're talking about the fears? No, no. See, y'all quit. Paul. Thank you. Thank you. Paul. Because we said the hope is what? Not in the boat. Amen. We, the hope ain't in the boat. The hope is the hope is in God is in is in in cost. God said He will because God said you gonna make it to where you're going, even though the boat fall apart, even though everything break apart, you gonna make it to where you're going. Amen. So because God says He will. Then last week we talked about what discouragement because God says what I can I, I can do this I can do all things what through Christ that strengthened me. So we talked with that's Elijah last week. You know, the little running to the cave, woe is me, and oh, I'm depressed, and this, that, and other, and getting discouraged. But we know that discourage takes you away from your courage, but encourage taps into what's already inside of you. Amen? Amen. Amen. So this week, we're going to talk about that battle of your past. Because how many know your past like to talk to you more than your future? Amen. Your past always is trying to remind you, and it kind of ties all the other stuff together. The, the, the fears and the discouragement and the insecurities, a lot of that is dealing with your past. That, that's some stuff that you got messed up with when you was probably six and seven years old in your thought process that you can't even get past today. It's, or, or even if you got past it, it shaped a whole lot of your future from, from, from junior high and, and, and high school and, and early adult. It, it shaped a lot of what you decided to do later on. Amen. So we're going to try to break through that thing. And, and it's kind of funny because God, when he had me start this series, and, and Pastor Paul even asked you, like, well, how are you going to start a series the, the week before the, the um the fifth Sunday, because you know we usually have the fifth Sunday, and and I started that week prior to that, the fourth Sunday of last month, and I was like, I I, I wasn't thinking about that because I really wasn't. But then you know I, we we called a service that fifth Sunday to come on in, and, and all, I'm saying all that to say because how many know God got perfect time? God has perfect time, whether we realize it or not, whether we know what's going on or not. But if we obedient and just do what he said do, how many know that we walk in that perfect time and with him? Amen. And the reason why I'm saying that is because today, the way, man, God is just, 
it, it, it's so perfect. Sometimes it's funny. It's like I just have to laugh, and he laughs back because he like, see, you don't even know what I be doing. You don't even know. Because today, whether y'all realize it or not, is actually uh, New Year's Eve. New Year's. Yesterday was New Year's Eve. Today is New Year's at sundown. The Jewish Hebrew year starts today. We're leaving the year 5775 and going into 5776. This is Rosh Hashanah for, for some who don't know it. I'm not going to do a full teaching on, on that, but, but, but it is applicable to what we're talking about today about dealing with the past. Yeah, yeah. See the time of God? Because God saying, you're going to leave your past today. And, and notice that, see, we have service starting at 10, but, but, but Rosh Hashanah, the New Year starts at the sundown. So, see, you got time to leave your past in this service. So when sundown come and you walk into that new year and see how many know that God operates on, on the Hebrew cow. He operates in that, that timing of other things. And you remember I said that last year we talked about it, that last year was, was, uh, was, was, come on, thank you. There we go. Was Aeon Hay. 5775. And I finally got a picture. I've been talking about that for about a year and I'm talking about the, the picture. This is the Hebrew letters. That's Aeon right there. That's, that's the Hebrew symbol for Aeon, and that's the Hay, which is a delet and a yard put together, but I'm not going to get into all that. But here's the pictograph. And what does that, what does that look like? It looks like praise, but it also, remember I was saying that, that, the, that the people in the streets was, was in touch with God and didn't even realize it, because that's like the hands up, don't shoot. Oh yeah. Hands up. See, God's ushering himself in whether you realize it or not. And see, Aeon hey me, Aeon means to see. And hey means revelation. So it's like, hey, look, hey. But they was doing it the whole year. God was trying to tell us where we were. So you gotta get in the time and the God. God saying, Hey, look, I'm showing you naturally. I'm showing you naturally what season you in. Hands up. Hands up, don't shoot. The year 5775. But now we're going into 5776, which is Aeon Vav. And it's symbolized with this little, little Y type thing. But quickly, Aeon again means to see. The Vav means, the Vav means transformation. The Vav means reformation. But long story short, when you look at this, it's like a tent stake, like putting a tent stake in the ground, and, and there's a lot to do with the tabernacle. Again, I'm not trying to get a full teaching of that, but all you need to get out of this is that the vibe mean, means that heaven and earth touch. So now we're getting ready to move into the season where heaven and earth touch together. You know that old saying, that cliche scripture that we know that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know that scripture that says that, that what we bind in on earth has already been bound in heaven. So the past tense, everything has already occurred in heaven and now it's getting ready to be ushered in into the earth realm. Everything, so, so that's why we got to leave the past and get ready to come into the new because See, if you look at this, if you look at this shape, it's almost like a funnel. So it's saying everything that God is pouring down is pouring down into you. 
Everything that God is getting ready to pour down and see it's coming, it's almost like a woman in the fallopian tube. So, so God is saying you're impregnated with something. He said, so, he said, so I'm going to get it, I'm going to send it on down the birth canal so that you can deliver this thing in this season. He said, so you got to get ready to get up and be able to deliver some things in this season, but you got to break through that babble of your past. Because what's been already bound past tense in heaven. God says, I already done took care of it. I already done took care of that relationship. I already done took care of them finances. I already done took care of that job. I done already took care of those connections. I done already took care of them people who don't like it. I done already took care of that. Right, everything has been bound on hell in heaven. I'm getting ready now to pass it down on earth. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth. Thank you, Lord. As it is in heaven. Thank you, Lord. That's what we're getting ready to enter into. Thank you, Lord. But see, it's going to depend on your response. Because that's what we're going to talk about today. Is, is how, how we deal with this getting past the past. Cause how many know you can't you can't pour old wine in the new wine skin? You gotta leave some stuff behind. We've been carrying a lot of stuff, a lot of issues, a lot of circumstances, a lot of situations. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying you're not gonna meet some in the in the new time, in the new season. Cause for you know, new season bring new devils and new levels. But ain't you tired of dealing with the old ones? Some of that stuff, it's just time to leave it alone. Like, it just leave it alone. They ain't gonna change. They haven't changed. They won't ever change. Just leave them alone. Leave them alone. Now, I'm not saying you just go automatically write people off, but why keep dealing with the same thing when you're getting the same outcome? Everybody know that definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over and over, expecting a different outcome. God says no. Cause see what you get ready to enter into this season with. See you, you. This is a pregnancy state. So what are you being impregnated with? It's coming from all the races, like I say, like the fallopian tube, and then it comes down the birth canal. What are you pregnant with? What call are you pregnant with? Turn to your Bibles in Genesis chapter twenty-eight. So we're entering into Aeon Vav. Aeon Vav, connecting of heaven and earth. But see now, the reason why we got to be very careful. Be very, very careful. Thank you, God. It is so important in this season. So important in this. Hear me now. If you don't get nothing else out of what I'm finna run on through in a minute, it is so important in this season that we plug in properly. Plug in, because that even looks like a plug. Like what you plug it into the receptacle of God properly. Because heaven and earth are connecting. But what you have to be careful of what voice are you going to adhere to? Because, see, there's a spirit that's already operating in the earth that understands the timing of seasons as well. And so what you have to realize is that that they believe the same thing. Because if you look at them, I should have put a picture there, but God just popped it in my head so I didn't have time to prepare for that. You know, when you get it fresh off the fly, you ain't got time to put it on slides. Amen? <laughs> but there's a baphomet. And I don't want to get deep into that, but their symbol is a, 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 a goat-headed man, yeah. female, mixed-up type thing, but they have one hand up here yeah. and the other hand is down yeah. here. Yeah. And what it's saying is, so as above, so below. So they're operating in the same frequency. Mm-hmm. 
So you have to be very discerning on what you listen to, what you take into your eye gate, what you take into your ear gate, and what you let out your mouth gate. Be very, very discerning in this season because it's being released into the airwave and it's going to produce something. But we want to be careful of what we're producing. Amen. Amen. Be careful. Because this is the season we're moving in. Genesis, I said, what, 28. Be careful. Be Increase your discernment. That's why God's saying block all this babble. Get this stuff out your head because he got he to gotta be able to download some things into your, into your brain. I was looking at Saturday Night Live last night. Yo, Pastor, look at Saturday Night Live. Don't, don't judge. That ain't nothing to judge on. Amen. Amen. And they had this guy who was trying to get a new password. And it was like a little skit. You know how they do the skits. And he was trying to remember a password. He's like, I got to clear my brain out. So he had this little man at the podium, and he had all his thoughts come up to the. It was funny. He had all his thoughts come up to the podium, and they was like, Why you still remember? Why you still here? And so they were trying to validate why they were still in his brain. And so if they didn't have a valid reason, they was kicked out of the brain. And you know, Santa Light had a lot of little funny stuff in there. But the bottom line is, you got to evaluate what's in your brain. Some of that stuff don't need to keep staying there. Some of it need to go ahead and get kicked out. Like what? You need to have inventory. Put your little podium in your mind and have your thoughts come and be like, why are you still here? Why Why are you taking up space? Because I got to get some new stuff in my mind. That's right. Amen. Remember, we're leaving the past. Mm-hmm. We're leaving the past. Amen? Yeah. We're leaving the past. In verse 20, uh, Genesis 28, verse, uh, what I said, verse 10. Verse 10. And it says, Jacob left Beersheba. So you got to leave got to leave some places. And how many know Beersheba really represented there? It, it represents a, a sevenfold covenant. So that means he was protected in, in complete protection. And he, But it says he left that and went to Haran. Haran means to burn and to scorch. So he left a protected place and went to a place that would set him on fire. Wow. Some of y'all going to get that. And then in verse 11 it says, and he came to a certain place. Somebody say a certain place. Because you got to be certain what places you're going to in this new season. Be certain of it. Don't walk around haphazardly without a plan, without a vision. It says those without vision, what? Perish. It says those without vision cast off all restraints. Meaning if you don't have no vision, you subject to do anything. It says he came to a certain place and stayed there that night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones of the place, he put it under his head and lay down in the place to sleep. He put the stone. How many people are going to sleep on a rock? Mm-hmm. See, you won't sleep on a rock, but some of y'all need to sleep on a rock. Amen. The rock meaning the rock of Christ, the rock of the word of God. See, he was, he was already lining himself up. He said, okay, if I'm going to leave this one place and go to another, I need to lay my head down on something that's sturdy. I need to lay my head down on something that's going to support me. I need to lay my head down on something that's not going to leave me in the middle of the night. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. That's the word of God. Something that's going to keep you. Something that's going to keep you there. Nothing's going to leave you. It says heaven and earth may pass away, but the word of God may always what remain. Amen. And then it says in verse 12, and he dreamed. 
See, some of y'all can't dream because you won't connect to the word. You won't lay your head down on, you lay your head down on everything else. Meaning you lay your thoughts down on everything else, but you won't lay it down on the word of God. You won't allow the word of God to, to really penetrate and do what it's supposed to do. And now your dreams are cut off. So let's connect back to your dreams. It's okay to be a dreamer. It's okay to think that think beyond your circumstance. It's okay to think beyond your current situation. It's okay to think beyond what you see right in your face. Some if God needs dreamers in this world. And now, now some people you can't stay sleep in a dream because after a while it'll become a nightmare because it never manifests. But you gotta be able to dream. A dream is like a seed, and that seed gets implanted into the ground and it produces what God sitting in this earth realm to do. Amen. Amen. And it says he dreamed and behold. Behold is a fancy word for see. There was a ladder set up on earth and the top of it reached to heaven. Heaven and earth. Y'all catching that right? And behold means see again. The angels of God were ascending and descending on it. See y'all ought to be happy right there. See, we're moving into a season where the angels of God are going to descend up and down, up and down, bringing blessings and taking blessings, bringing them and taking. You can, it's just descending. The unemployed angels saying, yeah, we finna get some work now because the people of God know what who they are. The people of God know who God is. The people of God know how to usher in God's presence. We got work to do. It's time to get up. I know you've been laying around and you ain't used to doing nothing, but it's time to get up, angels. It's time to flow with the presence of God. Amen. And then a behold, see a third time. See, it's three things you're looking at. The Lord stood above it and said, see this is the call. The Lord stood above it and said, what happened to me? I'm out. There we go. The Lord stood above and said what? I am the Lord. The God of Abraham your father and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie, I will give to you and to your offspring. Your offspring shall be like the dust of the earth, and you shall spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. And in you and your offspring shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Behold, again, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land. For I will not leave you until I have done what I promised you. See, God is saying it all right there. He's summing everything we've been talking about all that. And see, we're talking about the call and the response. The call is God saying right here. He's saying, you know what? Your, your offspring shall be like the dust of earth. I'm going to give you the land. I'm going to bless you. Matter of fact, not only am I going to bless you, but people are going to be blessed through you. And that's what God is saying right now. He said, not only are you going to be blessed, but I'm trying to set you up so that you can be a blessing. And then he says, wherever you go, Wherever you go, he says, I'm going to keep you. I'm going to be there. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. I'm going to keep you wherever you go. And I'm going to bring you to the promise, to the land that I have promised you. He says, I ain't going to leave you until it happens. That's, the, that's that part where he said, God says he will. Because he already said, I am, right there at the beginning. He said, I am the Lord. I am the Lord, so so don't be insecure. I am the Lord, so don't be insecure. He said, He said, This is the promises. I won't ever leave you, so don't have no fear. 
And he says, I'm going to bring you. I ain't even going to leave until you get to what I don't promise you. That's saying God says he will. You see how it's all wrapping up. God says, you got it all. You've been equipped. He says to leave where you are and to come into the promise. How many of y'all ready to come into the promise? How many of y'all ready to come into the promise? You don't sound like you're ready to come into That means you don't believe that there's a promise. I'm not up here preaching for my good, for, for I make myself feel good. I'm trying to show you something. I'm trying to equip you for something because we all moving into something greater. But see, the time to get ready ain't the time to be ready. You got to get ready right now because when it's so up, you can't say, oh, I got to gather all this together. No, you got to equip right now. See, when David was getting ready to go fight the life, he didn't pick up the stones on the battlefield. He picked them up when he was in the field with the sheep. So you gotta pick up the you gotta pick up your, your equipment when you're with the sheep. So when you get to the field with the giants, you ain't gotta be looking for stuff. Cause I mean know the promise ain't gonna come easy. Cause you know they, if you read in the scriptures, they got the, the Malachites and the Canaanites and all the ice that you want. They all standing around that promise. They all and a lot of that to bring it down out the spooky pooky, them thoughts in your head. Standing around your promise. The people around you talking, they standing around your promise. And they not want to let you go in. Like I say, your own thoughts don't want you to come into the promise. Because, see, God is calling us out of something greater. But what is our response going to be? What is our response? See, the call is in the past. But your response determines your future. See, when I call your name... As soon as I call your name and the sound goes out, if I say Darius, if I say Charlotte, if I say Pastor, as soon as that go out, that's the past. Right. The call, the call is the past. God has already called you. That's over. But now God is saying, what's your response going to be? How are you going to respond? And see, we got to do like this in verse 16. It says, then Jacob awoke from his sleep. See, it's time for some of y'all to get up. We've been asleep too long. Sleeping giants, it's time to rise. He says he awoke from his sleep and said, surely the Lord is in this place. And this is the part I like. He says, and I did not know it. <laughs> he says, I didn't even know it. See, some of y'all walking around and you, and, and you believe in God and you, and you have faith in God, but, but you don't realize just truly how close God is with you. You don't realize how close God is just really walking with you. You don't even realize though some of those dreams that you have and is God really just downloading, talking to you. But you get up and the first thing you do is, is, is grab the phone or a text message or something instead of saying, God, process what you just gave me over the night because I know that dream got to mean something. Because Joseph, I mean, uh, uh, Jacob was seeing all this in a dream. In a dream. And then he said, surely God is here, but I didn't even know it. How, how, how much don't you know? How much don't we know? How many know God done forgot more than we'll ever learn? Then in verse 17, it says, and he was afraid and said, how awesome is this place? And see, that afraid is that fear, is that fear of God. It says fear of God is what the beginning of all wisdom. And it's not afraid that, that God is going to strike you down or God is going to uh, kill you because you're doing something wrong. It's just the fear of God knowing how awesome. He said, how awesome 
is this place. This is none other than the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. The gate of heaven. That's where we're standing at. The gate of heaven. The gate of heaven because it says heaven and earth are about to connect. And so you're about to be able to enter through the gate. That's why it says the doors that God opened, no man can close. Because God is the only one that can open heaven gate and pour down his spirit into your life and transform it, reform it, and produce what he wants in your life. God is the only one that can do that. So nobody can shut that gate. Nobody can shut that gate. He says that this is the house and the gate. You see, this, that's what I'm saying. We are the house. We are the temple. We are the temple. That's why I say guard your gates. Guard your gates. Because the gate, the gates are being able to be open in this season. And, and, and the frequency and the spirit will be able to flow in and out. But guard your gates. Be careful what you're taking in. Be careful what you're taking in. Because we got to understand what our response is going to be. What our response is going to be. Have the fear of God. Fear of God is the beginning of all wisdom. See, I, I think we lost a little bit of what our ancestors did because, you know, again, people like to say we, we have a slave theology, but you got to think about the fact that when they when they call, when they say, I have a fear of God, or they call God or, or Christ their master, and a lot of people say, "Well, I don't, I don't want to go to, I don't want to go to Christianity, and calling somebody a master and this, that, and other." But see, they understood a revelation that we missing. Right, right. They knew that if I call God my master, and I call God my Lord, and I fear God, then guess what? Ain't nobody else my master. Ain't nobody else my Lord. I don't fear nobody else. No man. No man. See, that's not slave theology. That's liberation theology. Even though you might be in chains and you and you picking more cotton than you weigh, but they had in their mind, God is my master. This man who beat me, this man who talking about, this man who treat me wrong, he will never be my master because I serve the master. That's your response. See, how are you going to respond? How are you going to respond? See, the, 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 the Aeon vibe, the vibe is right in the very beginning of the, of the scriptures in Genesis chapter 1. Turn turn that real quickly. Genesis chapter 1. Keep your place because we're coming back to, to, to Jacob. But I just want to show you something. It's all about the call and response. Genesis chapter 1. I'm trying to get through this thing. Genesis chapter 1, verse 3. How many know you deal with Babel even while you're up here? Amen. Amen. Genesis chapter 1 verse 3 it says and God said there's the call let there be light and here go the response and there was and there was see light even knew how to obey and respond to God properly God said let there be light and light said here I am I am and then he said what and God saw that the light was good See, that's all God is looking for. He's looking for somebody who's going to show up at the call and respond with obedience to the call. See, the same pattern that God used to create the universe, which is one word. So that's why he call it universe. Una means one, verse means word. See, we live in a universe. We live in the one word of God. I don't care what people try to tell you. The, the universe is the word of God. That's why it's called a universe. And that's the same pattern that we use to create our world. How are we going to respond to the call? 
How are we going to respond to the call? See, we got to be careful of, of, of the dialogue that we, that we take in. Be careful of the dialogue that we take in, the call and response. But see, we got a dialogue. Dialogue. What conversations? What conversations are you are you having going on? See, Babel can stop you from becoming or, or discovering your destiny. The Babel of your past. I well, I, I did this, and you know, I, I I was wrong, and like Jacob right here. Jacob, we all know what his past was. He tricked Esau out of out of the blessing. He came in, tricked his dad, pretend like he was Esau. So how I many know Jacob had a past? Matter of fact, his name means trickster. So he had a past. And then he walking around with his past. How many of us walk around with our past? We did stuff that we probably not proud of. We did stuff that we kind of ashamed of. But then we still keep on walking in that thing. But see, Jacob had a past, but then he, he ends up leaving that past when he meets God at this ladder, and he said, he, and then he moves on, and he gets tricked by his uncle. You know, when he's trying to marry, marry his daughter, he, he gets tricked by him and has to stay more years, then he marries, he gets some kids, then he, he ends up having a flea labor, and, you know, he's running for his life away from him, but then he gets away, and then he's able to prosper. You know, get rich and, 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 and appears that God's calling his life is, is, is doing everything good. But, and I'm, and I'm, I'm reading through a whole lot of chapters. We was at 28, but I'm, that was like 29, 30, you know, that was a bunch of chapters I just ran through right there. And we come to chapter 32, Genesis 32, turn out. Because see, now we find Jacob still running from his past. Still running from his past. And who is his past? Esau. Esau. Yeah. He's running from his past, Esau, because Esau's still hunting him. Mm. How many got Esau's in their life that's still hunting you? You done moved on with your life, but for some reason, you feel like that if they know about this, or if they know about that, or when is that going to catch up with me? See, some, some of that stuff in the past, we need to go ahead and renounce. And Father God, so I just thank you right now, and I just bless your name, Father God, that we renounce right now, Father God, any bad seed that we may have sown, Father God. Father God, we renounce it right now so that it may not produce fruit, Father God. Father God, we say pluck it up by the root right now in the name of Jesus, Father God. Those things that are from our past shall not haunt us any longer, Father God. We don't care what it was. We don't care what we did. We don't care what we said, Father God, we learn from our mistakes, Father, but we shall not eat the fruit of what we did, Father God. I come against it right now in the name of Jesus, that it is being uprooted right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. That was for somebody or everybody. You take it how you choose. Because see, everything, you know, we talk about planting seed and harvest and all that. But how many know we planted some bad seed too? So you, you might need to go back through your garden every once in a while and be like, God, I don't want that fruit. Don't let that one come up. I, I, that one don't need to, to manifest at all. Amen. But we got Genesis chapter 32. Look at verse 22. Genesis 32 verse 22. 
Because we're talking about the dialogue. Okay, okay, okay. Genesis 32, verse 22. It says, the same night he arose and took his two wives. See, this is the night he running from Esau. Esau on him. The past is on him. And he took his two wives and two female servants, 11 children across the ford of Jabbok. He took them and sent them across the stream and everything else that he had. And Joe, Jacob was left alone. So he said, I, I, I got to get to myself. He, said, he sent everything away. See, sometimes you got to send everything away to get everything. Now, I ain't saying you go and give away everything, tell folks you're quitting your job. I'm just saying, <laughs> don't, don't walk out here like that. Like, I was told everybody just to get everything away. They, they prepare for the end. Now, you ain't got to buy the Nike tennis shoes and a sweatsuit and we all lay here in black and wait for the spaceship to come. Y'all know that man, right? Some of y'all remember what I'm talking about. Now, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you got to be able to leave everything behind in your mind knowing that, that even if I don't have anything but you, God, even if I'm alone and I'm alone with you, God. See, once you can, once you can detach yourself from stuff and things and people and places, that's where freedom is. That's where freedom is. And it says Jacob was left alone. And then it says, a man wrestled him until the breaking of day. When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he touched his hip socket, and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, let me go, for the day has broken. See, here's the dialogue. Let me go. Let me go. Let me go. That's the dialogue. Let me go. For the day is broken. See, your, your, your past, see, a lot of people say that Jacob wrestling with God, which he, he was to a certain degree. But how many know Jacob was wrestling with himself also? He was wrestling with himself also. And you got to be careful when you're wrestling with yourself because, see, what happens is yourself will say, let me go. But how many know you can't let yourself go? Because you'll let yourself go just for a little while, thinking yourself done gone, but pretty soon yourself show right back up. So yourself get get pitied. Oh, please let me go. Don't 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 try to don't try to deliver me. Don't try to take me away. Don't try to change. Don't try to be different. And then not only would yourself say that, but then you have confirmation bias with people around you that'll come in and say the same thing. Why are you changing? Why are you trying to be different? Why are you acting different? Why you think you better than everybody else? I can't tell you how many times I heard that in my life. So that's why a lot of stuff people say about me, they ain't no matter because God prepared me when I was younger. People talked about me, they did me wrong. They saw the, the white folks didn't like me when I was in their class. The black folks said I was too white because I was in the white people class. You know, they, they, I mean, so I done heard it all. So it came to a point in time where I had to realize it ain't about nobody but me. I'm walking this thing out. And as long as I'm confident in who I am, it don't really matter what somebody else say. That's why I say I'm not in the convincing game. I never try to convince somebody to like me or to be down with what I'm doing. I don't have no time for that. I'm not nobody's salesman. If you don't want to buy it, I ain't trying to sell it anyway. You can take it and if you want to learn about it, I'll teach you, but I ain't trying to sell you nothing. Because I ain't trying to convince nobody to do nothing. And that's what you got to realize when you're fighting and dealing with yourself. That dialogue that comes up. That dialogue that comes up. And it's trying to block you from your destiny. Because he said, let me go. But here it is. But Jacob said, see, what you going to say back to what's talking to you? How you going to respond? 
See, just like in Genesis, in the first chapter, or I mean the third chapter, when, when the enemy came up to, to Eve or to the woman and said, surely God won't, you know, he, he, want you to, he don't want you to have this because you're going to become like him. And surely you won't die if you eat. And say, oh, that's fine. The enemy going to talk. They going to talk. He going to talk. She going to talk. Oh, oh, the battle going to come. But what is your response to the dialogue? And see, even in Genesis, they said, the woman said. What did she say back to him? See, you can't. You got to be careful in, in having conversations with the enemy. Because, see, having conversations with the enemy from the jump, you already done lost. You already done lost. Because, see, what, what happens is the enemy try to get you on his playing field. The enemy try to get you in his conversation. And how many know that, that he's good at what he do? He's good at twisting the truth and twisting the word around to have you thinking that that what you the, the very thought that came in your head was your thought, but it was really his thought that he put in your head to make it seem like it was your thought, because your thoughts sound like you. Yeah, yeah. They come in your voice. Uh -huh, uh -huh. They come in your voice. And see, when we allow the voices that are not God's promises to define us, we spiritually abort what God impregnated us with. Don't have spiritual abortion. Remember I showed you the, 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 the valve? It looked like a fallopian tube with the birth canal. God says don't spiritually abort. Don't spiritually abort. But see, what did Jacob say? She can come on up here if she wants to. She's getting ready. <laughs> and it says what? Jacob said, because that butt. See, here go where butt is good. Because the thing said, let me go. Just, just let me go. But how many know if he had to let him go, he would have stayed the same? The same. See, some things you can't let go because you're going to stay the same if you let it run on on its own. And it says, but Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Meaning, I'm going to get something out of this fight. I done dealt with this past all my life. I'm going to get something out of it. I didn't go through hell for nothing. I didn't go through that relationship for nothing. I didn't go through that situation for nothing. I'm going to get something out of it. You think you was going to leave out of here and not leave me with something? No, you ain't going to leave until you bless me. I'm going to get something to go into the future with. It says that, he says that we are more than conquerors, meaning that I'm going to come out of this thing better than I went in. Yeah, you messed me up while I was in there, but when I come out, they going to know that I was better when, when I went in. So no, you ain't leaving till you bless me. Then in verse 27, and he said to him, what is your name? What's your name? How many know that, that the fact that he was wrestling with God, God knew his name, but he's also wrestling with himself. He's saying, what is your name? What is your name? And see, his he, name's talking about destiny. Because how many know that, that your name is your destiny? Because like my girlfriend said, it ain't, it ain't what people call you, it's what you answer to. They can call you whatever they want to call you. It's what you're going to answer to. What, what you're going to answer to. And it says, what is your name? And, and see, here's his response. You can see that, that, the, that the, the past is still in him. He says, and he said, Jacob. So he responded, trickster. I'm a con. I'm a con artist. I'm a get over king. I know how to manipulate. See, he listed out his past. So how many know we got to take inventory of the past to leave it behind? Because you got to know what you're leaving so it won't sneak into your bags when you're packing. Man, man. Then it says, 
He said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. He said, your name ain't Jacob no more. And why is he saying that? He's saying, because I done looked to the heaven and now it's done connected to earth. And I'm receiving what's already been done in heaven as now on earth. He says, yeah, your name was Jacob in the past. He says, but because you have allowed heaven and earth to meet you and connect together, your past is being erased out. Your past is being done over. Your past is being transformed. And now you are becoming Israel. You used to be the trickster, but now you're fixing to be Israel, meaning that you are the one who has striven with God. You have walked with God. You have heard from God. You have obeyed God. You have dealt and been dealt with by God. And it says he prevailed. Then in verse 29 it says, Then Jacob asked him, Please tell me your name. Still trying to hold on. Still trying to hold on to memories. How many know that memories can do you wrong? Because a lot of times with memories, we remember it better than it actually was. Exactly. Remember what you want to remember. You you remember it better than it actually was. That old regular relationship you was in and you be thinking about it longing for some time. You remembering that thing a little bit better than it was. I need you to go in your past memory book and really look at all the whole entire thing. Not just them good times when he would call you on the phone. No, I'm talking about them times where you call him five times and he ain't never called back. That's the part you need to remember all of it. Don't just remember the good times. Memories will do you wrong. Memories will do you wrong. Looking at the pictures on Facebook, oh, I remember when we was together. But you remember, he dropped you off that night, and then he went to that her house, and you couldn't find him, and then you realized he cheated on you two weeks later, and then y'all somehow got me, so you don't remember all that. You just remember that Facebook picture where y'all look cute, and everybody got, you got the 100 likes on there and everything, you know. See how? See again. What, what what dialogue are you having with yourself that's blocking you from your destiny? You remember? You remember? You remember the, 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 the you you remember all the old people, but you can't get to the boy because you remember about the pole and the broke and you know add the other word to it. You know. We got you. Y'all got me. Y'all remember all them asses and I said A Z Z. Yeah, And you won't get with the you know. Boaz. Because see, wouldn't it be a shame to live your whole life and never meet yourself? Live your whole entire life and never meet yourself. See, the lies we tell ourselves are not confronted, then our calling is never fulfilled. See, Jacob would have met, lived his whole life and never met himself. He was Israel. It was already in heaven. The angel or whoever he was fighting with at the time said, you know what? I checked the DNA of heaven and the DNA of heaven said your name is Israel. Nowhere do I see in the books that your name is Jacob. You were never intended to be a trickster. I don't know how all that happened. It might have been because of your mom and them and how they got together and they manipulated and did some things and, and created some situations. I don't know, but, but that ain't your name. That ain't what God called you. That ain't what you were destined to be. You might have become something, but that's not what 
what you be. That's not what you are. He said, so I need to see, I need you to see, behold, take a look and see who you truly are so that you can walk into your future in your true identity, in your true purpose, in your true calling. Yes, yes, amen. But see, you got to choose who you listen to, what you feeding yourself on. See, people listen to everything and feed on all kind of mess. Again, you know, again, like with Facebook, I hear people always talking about, you know, man, so much folks, people got mess in my Facebook feed and all this kind of stuff. Every time my question always is, how they get in? Thank you. How they get in? I don't accept everybody. I got about, probably about a hundred different uh, invitations right now. I, I don't ignore them, I don't do nothing to them. And if I don't know you, see, I don't go out, I know you because I know you because I know you. And I don't. No, we don't go two and three and four, five, six levels deep. I don't know you like that. You supposed to put anything on my page. Now I gotta go, I gotta delete some folks up. You know, or I gotta put statuses up. Don't tag me in this. Don't. See, folks don't tag me in nothing because they already, I know everybody. And I know that they ain't gonna put crazy stuff on my page. See, so what you feed yourself on. See, God says some of y'all need to switch all diet so that you can hear God more. See, that's why they call it a news feed. Because see, what you feed yourself on some news, on some garbage. What are you feeding yourself? That's why I say be careful what you're taking into your eyes, into your ears, and what's letting out your mouth. See, the words of life and empowerment and destiny spoke over you. You can't hear it because you're feeding yourself on mess. You can't hear through the noise. You got, you see, Facebook doesn't mess it up now where you don't see everybody's stuff. So how don't you know that the enemy might only let that garbage come up in your news feed? And you got so many garbage folks on your news feed that you can't hear when the pastor drop a nugget of wisdom because he don't show up on your news feed because you got all that other stuff that Facebook think you want to hear. And, and how is it that Facebook think you want to hear that? Because they watching what you already like. What you already feeding on. What you already feeding on, I'm going to give you more. And that's what the enemy say. You're feeding on it anyway, I'm going to give you some more. But see, we got to leave that past behind. We got to leave that past behind. We got to do a find and replace. A find and replace. Everybody know like on the computer thing, when you got the computer system to go on, you you do a find and what? Replace. You do a find and replace. You find all the words you don't like or don't want in there, and then you replace it. So imagine we got this document that's written up in our life, and, and we got the word crap written in it. So now we just got to say, find crap and replace with blessing. So it's going to go through all the document in your life, and it's going to find crap and do it's gonna do a replace. Find and replace. Find the crap and replace it with blessing. But how many know we got a Holy Spirit that does that? Finds all the crap and the issues and the situation and the circumstance of our past. And it says, I know what you were, but this is who you are. I know what you did, but this is what you need to do. I know where you went, but this is where you need to go. See, find and replace. Amen, amen. I know how you used to act, but this is what you need to act like now. Find and replace. That's what he was doing to Jacob. He was saying, I, I found you as Jacob, but now I'm going to replace you as Israel. Because see, Jacob can't be the father of nations. Jacob can't usher in usher in Christ through his lineage. I can't have no trickster doing that. Yeah, you might have been a trickster. That's what you became because you accepted that identity. But no, that ain't who you really are. You really are Israel. Amen. You really are Israel. 
find and replace. Find and replace. Amen. Amen. See, we got to be able to get past that babble in our head. We got to get past the babble. Find and replace. But see, we got to be careful what? The dialogue. The dialogue that's going on. I'm missing on my slide. Here we go. Where we at? Come on now. Work with me. See, this is what happened with technology, boy. I tell you, try to do it in. Dialogue and destiny. Mm -hmm. Dialogue. That's the most important part of what we talked about is the conversations in your mind. Mm -hmm. The conversations that's going on around you. Who you talking to? Who you talking with? Who you letting talk to you? And again, who you letting in? See, there's one thing about garbage. A couple things about garbage. Mm -hmm. One, it don't create itself. Mm -hmm. Garbage just don't show up in your trash can. It don't create itself. Somebody got to put it there. And the second thing about garbage, it don't move itself. I know y'all don't mean some folks high like that, like somebody, I, I, I wish this garbage had legs, but it don't. It don't. Just don't eat that and all that. You'll be all right. So who are you letting in? Who are you letting in? It's bad enough you got to fight and deal with yourself. They know you was taking in all that other stuff. Taking in all that other stuff. It's time to move past it. Amen. Pull, do my turn. Go back to the young little video thing. I, I want to show you something. I want to show you something, man. This, this is what we're closing on. Yeah, there we go. There we go. My man working today back there. Good. There we go. Right there. Boom. Do a full screen for me. And give me some volume. My problem is, KG, check this a out. little too over the hill. You're just going to have one shot here because I'm just not sure all that will click right out of the box for one big last hurrah for this group with the two older players. I don't see it. I still think there's a fourth best team in the Chicago. See that? Hear what you want. See, God will talk to you way up and you listening. Focused on the battle. Now he's prepared. I'm the man, I'm the 
song right here at the end. What shifted? What shifted? What he was hearing. The atmosphere shifted. The atmosphere shifted. You in the beginning, go 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 back to it. You ain't gotta play it, but in the beginning, what was happening? Go ahead and play it. Turn down low because I want to just now right real quick. I'm just not sure. Because people talking about it. These are the experts. So-called experts. What are they? What are they saying about you? What's the, what's the people? The experts. The so-called experts in your corner. In your in your crew. But see, it's saying, hear what you want. See, we we got a choice to block out. We got a choice not to take in everything. It's not going to make it go away. The enemy got his job to do. We get mad and trying to fight him when all we got to do is block out. Choose what you want to hear. See, it's game day. You would think, see, in game day, everything going to be fine. But no, God is saying today is your game day. But that means you're going to have to block out some things. That means you're going to you're gonna have to get somewhere. And you're gonna have to block out. This is a beast commercial. We ain't, we ain't advertising beats, amen. But see, you gotta march to a beat of a different drama. And she knows the song. He said, I'm the man. See, if you don't believe it, ain't nobody else gonna believe it. He says, I'm the man, I'm the man. And then the song says, I believe every lie that I was ever told. How many lies have you believed? How many lies have you told yourself that you believe? He says, I'm the man. I believe every lie that I ever sold. See, I believe every lie that I ever stole. I played my cards and I didn't fold. Well, it ain't that hard when you got sold. See, it ain't that hard when you got sold. And so, see, then he walks in. Now, this is the, the funny part you said this is in Philadelphia. This is actually his, where he was going to play his home. His home when they first trained him. They, they didn't want him now because he was too old. He was past his prime. See, how many negative things people say, you're too this, you're too that. We talked about that, the deficiencies. But God says, I'm sufficient. He said, but what are you What are you allowing into your ear? So you got to be able to block some things out. So you got to walk with focus. You got to walk with concentration. You got to walk with the clarity of God in your ears and in your mind. See, we, we put stuff in our ears, but it ain't always the word of God. We put stuff in our ears, but it ain't something to get us to our destiny. But see, then you see at the end, when, when the booze go from booze to cheers. Because see, when you get the right thing in your ears and you block that stuff out, then guess what? It shifts. It shifts. It shifts. God says he's ready to shift some things in your life today. See, the kingdom of heaven is about to get very intentional about retaking the kingdoms here on earth. Now, the kingdom of heaven and God is saying right now, I'm setting out to release the armies of God, but you gotta be intentional about what you're doing. You gotta be intentional about what you're saying. You gotta be intentional about where you're going. You gotta be intentional about who you're talking with. You gotta be intentional about what comes in. You gotta be intentional about what goes out. You gotta be intentional because this is game day. Yeah, you're gonna have the haters, but don't make them your motivators. Put something in your ear that's going to motivate you. 
Put something in your ear that's going to inspire you to let you know no matter what I see, no matter what I look like, no matter what it is, I speak those things that be not as though they already are. I got a God that's greater than all things. I got a God that is sufficient enough for me. I got a God that is my provider. I got a God that is my healer. I got a God that will never leave me nor forsake me. I got a God that is the beginning and the end. I got a God that is the author of my faith. I got a God that is the finisher of my faith. I got a God that will look high and look low. I got a God that will pick me up where I am. I got a God that will hold me in his wing. I got a God that will provide everything that I need. I got a God that saved me on the cross. Yes, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So you got to put it in your ear. You got to put put it in your ear so that you can block out yes. the battle. Yeah. I've been talking about it all this time, and this, this is pretty much the end of the series, but I, I really want you to realize that the way you really break through the battle is to block out the battle. Block it out. It ain't going nowhere. It's going to always be there. And when you get to the new season, a new place, guess what? It's going to be there too. Probably even louder. That was a new place he was going. Supposed to be welcomed. New place, new season. But guess what? And then I like how I was 307. I ain't going to get into all that. See, I look at everything in detail. <laughs> 37. So you start with the Trinity. Then it seemed like you go to nothing, to zero. I mean, I don't have nothing. But see, you started with God. So in the middle of where you seem like you don't have nothing, you got everything. And now you come into that seven, which is completion. So you don't, see, when you're looking, you got to look at everything. That's why I say be careful what you're taking. Because see, things speaking to you, whether you realize they speaking to you or not. You ain't know that commercial for beats. My headphone had all that in there. That's God speaking. You say, I don't care what they throw at you. I don't care what you say. I don't care how you even got to get there. Some of y'all say, I want to ride on a plane. He said, well, now you got to get on a bus. He said, I don't care how you get there. He said, you just got to get there. Get there. You just got to get there. Yeah. And then you're walking through the tunnel, and the people talking about it, the tunnel like a valley. God say to get to your promise, you're going to have to walk through the valley. You're going to have to walk through some things that you might not want to go through. People are going to look at you wrong. They're going to look at you funny. But keep your focus. Walk straight ahead. He said, keep your eyes on me. He said, because you keep your focus on me, you're not going to be distracted. You're not going to be taken away from your track. You're not going to be discouraged. You're not going to walk in fear. You didn't see no fear on his face. You saw intense. You saw intense. Yes. And security did what? Open the gate. Open the gate. Your security going to open the gate. God going to open the gate. God going to open the gate. Amen. Amen. Father God, we just thank you because I keep going. Father God, I bless you right now and I just give you all the honor and the praise. Father God, we just thank you right now that it is a new season that we're entering into, Father God. And I just bless your name, Father God. I give you the honor and give you the praise. Father God, I thank you that your people will call, will hear your call and respond appropriately. Father God, I thank you that, that they will 
create a dialogue for their destiny, Father God. Father God, I thank you that they will find and replace the things that are not of you, Father God. I thank you right now, Father God, that they will be able to say whatever, whatever to the babble in their minds, Father God, that they may be able to go through the things, even though they may go through, Father God, you will always be with them. You will never leave them nor forsake them, Father God. I call forth their destiny right now, Father. I call forth their destiny from the heavens. I call forth the warrior spirit from the heaven. I call forth the spirit of perseverance from the heaven. I call forth the spirit of patience from the heavens, Father God. I thank you right now that you will pour out your spirit upon your people, Father God, and that they may prophesy, speak the word of God over their own lives, Father God, that they may walk in destiny, that they may walk in purpose, that they may walk with vision. And like Nehemiah, Father God, they shall stand on the wall and not come down. They not worried about the Sambalas and the Tobias speaking negativity, Father God, but they will say, I got work to do and I shall not come down. Hallelujah. So we thank you this day, Father God, for a new season. Thank you, Lord. And in your name, we all said amen. 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 amen.